This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Thanks for being with us this morning. It's that time of the day where we open up the phone lines and get a conversation, sometimes heated, going. And this morning, I want to talk more about this idea of a locals first for buying condos. This is something the mayor of Vancouver is going to be putting forward at the next council meeting a bit later on this month. He wants developers to give local residents the first chance to purchase pre-sale condos and that first chance to be made before sales are opened up to offshore buyers. He's expected that he will put that forward at the council meeting. But will it work? We've seen a uh, similar idea in West Vancouver that was with developer West Bank Corp last year. Uh, Would that be the model for this? Uh, That's in a way where residents, uh, it had to be sales of that uh, development had to be put to local residents first for 30 days. And Metro Vancouver residents, I think for about two months. And then after a certain amount of time, it could go to buyers outside of the region. Do you think this is an idea that could work in Vancouver, Metro Vancouver? Do you think it would work? If you are somebody who is trying to get into the housing market, if you've had experiences with trying to purchase a pre-sale condo and you've not been able to because they've all been sold, would love to hear from you. We're going to open up the phone lines. Uh, but first, uh, do you want to take a listen? Because the CKNW newsroom caught up with uh, Tom Davidoff, who is with UBC. He comments on many, many things when it comes to housing. He certainly uh, has talked about this initiative uh, and also about the idea of foreign buyers being banned from buying farmland. Uh, we can talk about that uh, as well. Uh, Tom Davidoff uh, with the Sounder School of Business uh, at UBC, though, uh, talked to the NW newsroom about this and about the idea and whether or not it could work. Well, one can understand why the optics are favorable. Uh, Anything that favors locals uh, is going to be popular. And it doesn't have to do with nationality, which I appreciate. It's just residents in and around Vancouver. That said, I don't think this will have almost any impact on the housing market. I think developers will find a way to sell uh, properties, uh, be it pre-sale or after occupancy, to people willing to pay the most. I think developers want to sell for the most money possible. I don't think developers have it in for locals. I think they're trying to to get rich, as anybody in business is. I think the broader issue, though, is 30 days uh, is not going to make you cut prices. You're not going to say, oh, my God, if I can't sell in 30 days to locals, I'll, you know, it'll be a terrible thing. Maybe you'll start your pre-sale period a little bit early. Maybe you'll lose 30 days of interest on your money. That's not worth 10 or 20 percent price cuts that it might take uh, to have a dramatic impact on pricing to locals. And David Off, who's a business professor at UBC, also talked to, to the newsroom about the West Vancouver project that's with the 30-day limit before opening it up to people outside of West Vancouver. And it was asked whether or not that model works. My impression is it was not terribly successful. I think almost all projects recently have been selling out very quickly. And uh, that particular West Vancouver project did not sell out quickly because locals weren't interested. So it Instead of the project selling quickly to people from out of town, it sold slowly to people from out of town. Uh, But either way, I I don't think there was a big benefit to locals to having a pre-sale period during which apparently the locals weren't that interested in the product. So what do you think about this idea? It's been uh, 
played with a little bit in West Vancouver. The mayor of Vancouver saying he is going to put this idea forward. Phone lines are open. Star 9898 on your cell phone. 604-280-9898 and 1-877-399-9898 is a free call for you. Do you think this is an an initiative that could work? Are you somebody trying to get into the housing market? Do you think if developers were forced to market only to local residents, that would lead to local residents being able to purchase condominiums. Is the main barrier the fact that they're all sold before you can blink and people buy them up in block purchases? They go to many people who don't live in them. They uh, There's no real rule around that. So, so do, do you think it's a good initiative? Do you think it's something that might help make housing more accessible. I don't think it's going to make the housing more affordable, but maybe more accessible. Uh, just before we go to the phone lines, uh, one more or a couple more thoughts from Professor Tom Davidoff at UBC. My understanding of the policy is about a 30-day lockout period. And so uh, that is to say the locals have an advantage for about 30 days. You could think about uh, the developer's cost of money being something like, you know, if they're impatient, 10, 12 percent a year. So maybe this leads to a 1 percent price cut per locals. You know, not bad, but certainly not going to generate affordability at that number. Maybe just to summarize, I think this will have, you know, maybe a small, very small positive effect on affordability for locals on pre-sale units. If you think about the broad universe of homes that locals might occupy, I think there will be very, very close to zero uh, favorable impact for locals as a result of this. Professor Tom Davidoff at UBC. Phone lines are open. What do you think about this idea Marketing only to locals first. Will that help people get into the housing market? Uh, let's check in with Bill on the open line. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Jill. Uh, yeah, this is probably the best idea that uh, Robertson's had. Uh, this should have been done years ago, and this should be actually province-wide. Uh, rich foreigners have come in here, and they push the price up of everything. And now you've, if you've been born here or you've immigrated here and you've become a Canadian... Now you're losing out on what should be yours. Is that a, maybe entitlement? But yeah. Okay, but it's not based on citizenship. It's where you live and work. You don't have to be a citizen to be included in this. Well, they should expand it so that you are a citizen first. Become a Canadian citizen, pay your dues, and then and then reap the rewards of of this land. All right, Bill, thanks for the phone call. Phone lines are open if you agree with Bill or not. Star 9898 on your cell phone, 604-280-9898. And 1-877-399-9898 is a free call for you. Uh, Got this email from a listener. This is the best idea Robertson has had. It should be province-wide. He's echoing what Bill said. Perhaps this is the same person. Rich foreigners have pushed up the price of everything. Uh, I do wonder, though, I understand people saying, yes, this is a good idea. This would be a good thing. Uh, But Tom Davidoff made a point, I think, that we can all agree with. Uh, Developers aren't generally in the business of charity. They are in the business of making money. That's what anybody in business does. And do you think a developer is going to voluntarily take a hit on a project I would doubt it. Uh, When we talked to Michael Geller about this earlier, too, he made a good point saying, why not make it voluntary? And if there's a shaming of the developers who only market overseas, then let there be a public shaming. Let the buyers 
decide then. Again, I don't think that's going to make a huge difference because even if there's a public shaming, there are still going to be people who want to purchase those properties. And in many cases, block purchase, purchase as investment, purchase as speculation. And it gets us right back to where we were in the beginning. So we'd love to hear from you. Phone lines are open. Star 9898 on your cell phone. 604-280-9898 and 1-877-399-9898 is a free call. Maybe you've left the Vancouver area because it was just too expensive or you couldn't get into the housing market and you've given up, you've thrown in the towel. Do you think this idea from the mayor of Vancouver is one that can work? Want to hear from you on this. So let's go to the phone lines. And uh, I apologize, I'm not sure how to say your name. Is it Li Ping? Yes, Li Ping. Li Ping. What are your thoughts? I think whoever pays taxes should get a priority. Uh, so, so pays taxes, you mean what income kind of taxes? Tax. Income tax. Income taxes, but you could, so income taxes in BC? In Canada, period. In Canada. So open it up to Canadians first. Yes. All right. And would, no, would you not agree? only for Canadians, for Canadians who pays taxes. Right, because this isn't citizenship specific. So you could be somebody living here and paying taxes here, but not a Canadian citizen. No, the people who are living here, they're Canadian citizens, they pay no tax. And then they buy properties first. And people live in mansions in our street, very few of them are working. So tie it to, and uh, you would have to prove somehow or show your income tax uh, return yes. to show that you would, you would qualify to be somebody who could purchase. Yes. If people have no income, how could they afford the mansions? All right, uh, Leaping, good, good point. Thank you so much for your call. I appreciate it. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Colleen is on the line. Colleen, what are your thoughts? Oh, good morning, Jill. Good My morning. thoughts are that um, the idea of holding back for 30 days to give so-called Canadians the first chance is kind of ridiculous. I think what the Lower Mainland needs to do is designate areas of the Lower Mainland that are family homes only and that they are they put a lid on the price of those homes let's say 250,000 300,000 and that's it those homes cannot go over those prices for any reason they are there specifically for families and made affordable specifically for families and when you sell your home when your family's grown and you're ready to move then that home cannot sell for a whole bunch more money it has to stay within those perimeters for the next family and if you want to move into vancouver and buy a million dollar home from there all the power to you go for it how do you but define family, a family uh, well a family is however canada wants to define it uh, a mother a father uh, two let's say two parents and children they're going to school Mom and dad, the dads, the moms, whatever, they're working. That's a family, right? And then your family, your kids move on. They grow up. They go somewhere else, hopefully not your couch. And if mom and dad want to move elsewhere, by all means, go for it. But you can't sell that home for a huge, like, double what you paid for it. We moved 13 years ago from Euclid and sold our home there, moved up to Burns Lake. We're off the grid, and we were able to build a home on two acres, and it's paid for. But now... My husband's house is gone. He can't work anymore. And do you think that we can sell this home here and move from here into another place? Not a chance in hell. We are stuck here till the day we die because of all these ridiculous price gouging that's going on in our real estate market. And that's not what drives the economy. It's good, honest work that drives the economy, manufacturing, not real estate. That's a product 
of are you know of making money but it's not what drives our economy so i think that's where the big confusion is and why people are getting wrecked financially over their houses all right, Colleen, thanks. Uh, thank you for that uh, phone call. We're going to continue and take uh, at least one more call before we take a short break. Neil is on the line. Neil, what are your thoughts on this? Good morning. Um, I would like to say that uh, the size of the home has increased over the last 40 years by is it double at least. So I think we have to think about now with the cost and, and, and affordability and young people not being able to buy Anything the the, the size of what homes? Are, the condos I'm seeing built in Vancouver are between four and five hundred square feet. Yes, that's nice if you can afford it, uh, and how many people can afford that? But anyway, uh, the point is to have the uh, developers required to pay, build a certain percentage of their units to be smaller units. This is similar as well to the tiny home movement to be built on land in the outskirts which is not very much moving anywhere either, but that's a, you can't afford land in Vancouver, so forget that. It has to be a certain amount of units have to be smaller units for young people or seniors to move in and also require certain amenities to be in apartment buildings like a community kitchen, public health opportunities where the uh, health authorities can come in and, and offer such programs as chronic illness and, and uh, prevention programs, which they know, but they don't know how to uh, implement them. And that's the problem is that it's a cooperation between government on the uh, provincial level, cooperation with government on the local level, the municipalities. But that's the whole story now is we just can't afford big places to go and live. And the other thing I'd like to just say in closing is that there should be an opportunity for people to invest in RSPs in such little tiny units as income generators, and it's tax-free, and we know what the RSP system is. All right, Neil, thanks for that. Uh, I'm not sure what these big units are you're talking about, because the big push in Vancouver has been for family housing, because there isn't a big number of two-bedroom and three-bedroom places. And like I said, when I look at developments or when I see them, I see a lot of what can only be described as a shoebox. 8.51 on this Thanksgiving Sunday weekend. We are talking about housing and specifically about this idea being put forward by the mayor of Vancouver, making it law that developers would have to market new condo developments to locals first before offering them to people who don't live and work in the region. And my question to you is, do you think this will make a difference? Would it allow more people to get into the housing market? It wouldn't make it more affordable, I don't think. So is that the main barrier for people? You simply can't get into the market because they're already sold, or is it price? So we've seen something similar happen in West Vancouver uh, to mixed reviews. So I'm opening up the phone lines. Well, they've been open this entire half hour. I would love to hear from you on this and your thoughts. Star 9898 on your cell phone, 60. 9898 yeah sorry 60442809898 and long distance is a free call for you 18773999988298 too many numbers this morning let's check in with sarah on the open line good morning hello hi sarah go ahead oh hi um i'm a local vancouver family with a daughter 2 year old we want to have more children uh, Vancouver is completely unaffordable. The only reason we can live here is because my parents bought a condo over 10 years ago. Um, they moved from Calgary. We're Canadian. We're both born here, although our parents were immigrants. 
um, the target market for these condos is already people with a certain income level. It's impossible for a family. I'm a nurse. My husband's an HVAC mechanic. We can't afford here, and we, we work decent jobs um, full-time, and it's not even affordable. So even if they hold it off for 30 days, it's not going to encourage us to go buy a condo here. And my, un- and my uncle, who lives in Asia, he's a Canadian, but he's told me that um, in Hong Kong, for example, uh, developers rent out entire entire levels of a hotel just to market to foreign buyers. They set it up just like you would set up a showroom or a, a display floor of the condo units, and they do that in Asia purposely because that's the target market that can afford the millions of dollars these condos are. So with our income level, we don't have a million bucks to go buy a development, even if it's, um, you know, 30 days, we, we have that option, we wouldn't do it. It wouldn't be possible. Right. It's not the, the supply, it's the price. Yeah, it's the affordability. And so um, I think <laughs> Gregor Robinson needs to do more than just do this little like move that might make him look good because we actually need real affordable housing in Vancouver and we need to create that. Um, and we, there need to be laws and regulations that actually uh, tell developers what they can create and not not the shoebox homes you're talking about. Would you be okay as a young family and a family that wants to have more kids moving into a condo? Um, we currently actually live in an apartment, but it's a low-rise apartment, so there's only eight units in Marple, and we love it. Um, but if we even ha- want to have one more child, it'll already be tough, and ours is like about eight to 900 square feet already. So anything smaller than 900 square feet is really not family-friendly, family and frankly... Um, we may have to move further out in the future, and we don't want to because we love this city and we're committed to seeing it uh, grow in a healthy way, not in a in a way that just um, encourages uh, the rich to live here. Right. But would you be okay? Because I think there tends to be this idea that, that families uh, feel like they need to be in, in single freestanding homes, but there is more of a push, even in the, in the city's housing initiative, it is more to condos and buildings with amenities and parks and such near nearby. Do you think, is that reasonable to expect families to live in condos and apartments and to maybe not have their own yard, but to be able to access parks? Well, personally, I'm one who loves density. I spent four years of my high school life uh, living in Hong Kong, and I love the density. It was a little bit crazy, but um, I like I like what density gives. Uh, the amenities you can access, um, the fact that you, it's a walkable city um, is the way of the future. It's sustainable. I have classmates at UBC. Uh, we're doing our master's program from all over the world, and they say <laughs> the single-family housing is just not sustainable and their countries already realize that because they live in cities with millions of people. Um, I think Vancouver needs to get on board with that but um, in a way that it still allows families to thrive not to be squeezed out. All right Sarah thank you so much for the phone call. I appreciate you calling in this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Vancouver's News. Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.